Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. Thank you to our good friends at Nickelback for bringing us in the show. And our special guest for joining us, Chase Severino. How's it going, man? Uh, Chase Severino has left the chat with that intro song. What, you're, you're not a Nickelback fan? I'm not, and you know this. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, what do you think about Nickelback? I mean, I like that song, but I mean... Sh- Marcus is just shouting them out so that we don't get sued for a copyright right there for using their music without saying so. Yeah, they are they are a pretty shicey band. They probably would sue you. I know. We don't so own the rights to that music. Let's hope Nickelback is not uh, not listening. <laughs> this is going to get pulled off Spotify in the first five minutes. <laughs> well, that's not the plan, but uh, going ahead and giving you guys the rundown of the roster here tonight. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, my co-host, Brett Galt. And, of course, like I already introduced him, the Nickelback man himself or not, Chase Severino, longtime supporter of the show, friend of the program, is back with us to bring you week zero locks. It's, it's football week, boys. Let's go. We are – we've waited so long all off season. had to deal with all this baseball, all – you know, nothing going on. They moved the World Cup. Even if you do like soccer, they moved that to December for some yeah. reason. I don't think those ratings are going to be good against football as they would have been in June. So, it's just been a long summer. Well, yeah. we're back at it. Back at it like we never left. Back at it like – like drug addicts, crack addicts, whatever you want to call them. We back, baby. We back, we back, we back. But before we go ahead and get kicked off, Brett, who brings us this program? Now we know Coastal Barbecue. We already know. And we got we got a member of the member of the uh group here right here. Oh yeah. What you been cooking up lately? What we got for uh tailgate season? Look, so we you know we went a little hiatus over the summer. It's hot. You know, it's, it's tough. Yeah. To, I don't have any covering out there. But so we started off these last four couple of weeks tuning up our game, smoking some easy things, reverse here and some steaks. Uh, so we're going to jump right into the, the big football dishes, the wings, uh, you know, all that kind of good stuff coming up and some new things that are, uh, you know, might surprise you. I, I kind of want to we really want to do, you know, if like kind of coincide the uh, the game of the week for a half the distance to the goal. If their game of the week is an LSU game, maybe we'll smoke a Gator, you know? So we kind of want to work on that this year and kind of have some more synergy between the, between the two. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Looking to see what you guys cook up. Oh yeah. Love me some Gator tail. Oh yeah. <laughs> and maybe we can get some when we go down to the LSU Ole Miss game uh, in October. All right, so thank you, Nalano Coastal Barbecue. Uh, one question I do have is, uh, will Nalano Coastal Barbecue be sponsoring the yearly um, NC State versus UNC tailgate this year? At least, at least one of our members will be there, possibly two. 
All right. That's all I like to hear. I, I, I like to get the trifecta all three, but you know, one or two will work. If you bring the meat, we will eat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think I just got you a new slogan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Trademark right. taken. Well, well, before we jump in today, our guest wants to go ahead and give us a rundown of a couple group of five programs that are here home in the great state of North Carolina and some a little bit north in the Commonwealth state of Virginia. So without further ado, oh yeah, one in that, uh, that cousin country of West Virginia, his favorite. <laughs> uh, Chase, go ahead and kick us off and uh, take us where you want to go. We'll have a little bit of light discussion for a couple minutes before we jump into week zero locks. All right. So want to start with going to hit on the Sun Belt East pretty hard just because that's the conference I'm most familiar with and that's the kind of conference I've done the most research on. Uh, but I also want to hit some of the local teams. Uh, we got the ECU. Uh, and Charlotte, which are not in Sun Belt, that I want to talk about a little bit. So, uh, I mean, let's just start with East Carolina, right? Like that's, you know, that, that, that a lot of our listeners love ECU. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of one person in, uh, in particular, his name starts with a D, ends in Wyland. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so ECU, they're over under on the total. I got them at 6.5. Uh, so before I start really getting into what my pick is, I want to go over something I'm going to be referencing a lot. Uh, and this, and I don't want to nerd out too much in this number because I don't want your listeners to leave, but, um, it's, it's called TARP, uh, transferring assets and return production. Uh, and, and they, they weighed it like on quarterback yards, uh, offensive line snaps, same thing with defense, you know, hurries, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to get into that kind of stuff. If you want to look it up, it's uh, it's an action network thing, but it's called TARP. Uh, so that's something I'm going to be referencing a lot. ECU has a really good TARP on offense, seven, which is n- near the highest you can get. Their quarterback, who's, uh, Holton, has been – Yeah, he's been yeah. around forever. I mean, he, <laughs> I can't believe he hasn't graduated yet. That COVID year really is helping a lot of people out. That, that two running back tandem, uh, Keaton Mitchell and uh, Harris, they have receiver super fast. He got suspended, though. I'm not sure when he's going to be back, C.J. Johnson. Um, but, you know, they lost the best two in their defense. Uh, pretty, And their defense is pretty blah, blah. You know, they got they lost uh, Jaquan McMillan. He's on the Broncos now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to really need to have some deep – their secondary step up this year. Um, Malik Fleming needs to really step up. And so, you know, when I say they have a really good tarp, seven on offense, 2.5 on defense, 9.5 tarp, which is incredible, you probably think I'm going to go over this 6.5. No, not so fast. No, I do not think they're going to do that. The reason being is they have a really tough schedule. I mean, NC State to start off, the Wolfpack will go in there and tear them up. I mean, obviously they'll beat Old Dominion the next week, but the rest of their schedule, Memphis, uh, uh, and a, a lot of their trips, they're going, they're going to BYU in the middle of the year. They're going to Cincinnati. They're not going to beat Houston. Uh, UCF will probably beat them at Temple. That's always tough to play in Philly late in the year. So I just, I just can't see them getting to seven wins. I just can't see it. I can't put together seven wins on this, in this tough schedule of theirs. Uh, so that's my first pick, ECU under 6.5 wins this year. I think that's a good number. Um, I'd have them at seven max. If they win eight, I think that's a really good season for ECU. Um, but, yeah, six and a half, good number. Yeah, Mike Houston's really turned that team around. I mean, he does a lot of two tight end sets, and he's turned them into a rushing attack. Uh, it's a, and they've got most of that back, but I just – with their defense, 
not being that great and then that schedule, I just can't see it. All right. Well, um, Brett, any, any comments there or should I mean, do you get, I could see, I could see that first game against NC state, at least for a half being good. I, I think so. I mean, you got to figure state has state has a lot of pressure going to this year. Probably the most they've had in probably, I can't even tell you how many years. I mean, they're a top 15 team. So they got a lot of pressure. They got Leary coming back. Most of their defense coming back. I mean, Dave Dorn and them are a lot under a lot of pressure. ECU is not an easy place place to play. You know that place is going to be electric. I could see State having a little nerves there in the very beginning. I mean, ECU really doesn't have anything to lose. So, I think for I think for a half at least, that's going to be a good game. But yeah, I, I can see ECU hanging around for a half, especially with yeah. that that running offense they do. But even with the fans, you say me at being electric, those fans are lightweights. I mean, they start drinking early in the morning. They start drinking about halftime. They've all pissed their pants and left. So, I, you know, I think NC State will blow them out in the second half. There. It'll be interesting to see how many State fans are there. I mean, because <laughs> there could be a decent amount of State fans there. I mean, uh, it'll, it'll be a lot of State fans. Yeah. So, like myself, I got tickets to the Wolfpack Club, and they stuck us up in, like, the top left corner of the visitor section. So, they're trying to take us out of the game before we even get there, but Wolfpack Nation's going to show up and, and we're going to ride. I think Greenville's going to be about 60-40, um, definitely more purple. Like, ECU is always a great place to catch a game, yeah. and those fans get rowdy. Look, I have a lot of love for ECU. Look, I'm an ECU fan um, when they're not playing NC State or Virginia Tech, but other than that, you know, I'm always down for Pirate Nation. I'm going to go back and drop out of houses that we used to go to in college and – not going to disclose what went down there on this podcast. <laughs> they, in public. They, they but, had a great, they had a great Halloween party back in the day. That's for sure. They threw great Halloween parties. Let's be clear. Yes. We went multiple. <laughs> uh, I myself went multiple years. Uh, yeah, Greenville's Thanks. a great place. Um, right now, uh, it opened up at 10 and a half down to 10. I'd take the Wolfpack and the points if it okay. was right now. Cool. All right, give us another one. Next one, we'll uh, we'll go to the uh, Conference USA for uh, UNC Charlotte. Uh, I'll be kind of quick on them, uh, just because this this is my alma mater. I don't really consider myself a you know alumni of this institution, just because I don't really like where their direction's going. I don't like their move to the AAC. I don't like them spending a hundred million dollars to expand the stadium and facilities and stuff. They can't they can't fill the stadium as it is, and they're making this. this they're adding like, like doubling the capacity of the stadium. So I, you know, don't, don't really like the directions. I, I, I consider myself more of a Marshall alumni, even though I, you know, haven't gone there than a UNC Charlotte one. But anyways, uh, Chris Reynolds, he is back at quarterback. Uh, this guy is dual threat. He's more so of a running quarterback than anything. Uh, he's another one of those guys that, I mean, he might've gone to school when I was there in, in 2013. I, I can't believe he's still on this team. Uh, he's back. Everyone's back in the RB core. Um, all the receivers that he's got, they're all the, the three main ones. They're all back. They're all over six two. Uh, so he's got some big targets to throw to there. O line, four starters back. Offense is all back there. And that that young head coach they've got, uh, Will Healy. Will Healy. He's he's one of those little guru mastermind guys. He's a good coach for sure, especially in offense. Um, defense wise, they lost a lot on defense, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, they. Uh, they had the worst, one of the worst pass efficiency defense in, in, in all of college football last year. So it's probably pretty good they cleared out some of that. Uh, so they lost like three of the four top tacklers. But, 
you know, new blood might be good for that defense. Their over-under is set at uh, 4.5. Their TARP is – they got 4.5 returning on offense, negative 2 on defense, uh, so net of 2.5. So that 4.5, looking at their schedule, I'm seeing three guaranteed wins on there. You know, William Mary, very easy. Uh, UTEP, uh, FIU should be a win homecoming weekend. I, I think they can win against Western Kentucky at home. I'm going over on 4.5 for uh, the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. All right. Another one. You nothing to say on them? No. <laughs> All I'm right. On the pass as well. Really love the breakdown, though. Yeah? Okay. Okay, cool. So let's jump into Sunbelt East. Um, this is where – this is, this is going to be the bread and butter this year. Now, this is Marshall's first year in the Sunbelt. Uh, so I didn't get to watch this last year. So that's kind of why you're going to get a more stat heavy approach than normal. Normally I like to use my eyes to break down football. Uh, but so let's start with my kind of dark horse to win the Sunbelt East, um, Georgia State. I love Georgia State. Uh, Darren G's back, their quarterback. He's a Furman transfer. So when, he, when he won the starting job in mid-October, he only lost once. Uh, so they had a rough start last year, started off like I think one and three, one and four, something like that. But then they almost won out. Uh, he really good game manager there. 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, the offense does run a lot. Uh, O-line, everyone's back uh, besides a guard. Running backs, they have a great one-two punch. Tucker Gregg, uh, Jason Will, they're both back. Uh, this offense is going to be running the ball down your throat. The defensive secondary needs to step it up a little bit. But I think there's that safety lane. He's going to do a great job. They have a great D-line rotation, uh, like seven starters back on the defense. Offense returns a ton. They've got a uh, tarp uh, of 9.5, uh, six on the offense, 3.5 on the defense. A lot of returning starters there. I think that Sunbelt East is going to come down to the last weekend, Georgia State versus Marshall. That's going to be the winner of the Sunbelt East right there. They're over under. I got it at seven. I went over on them i'm assuming you guys don't have much uh to say on sean elliott's squad uh well, the, but the go only ahead. thing is they better stay healthy because their first four weeks are no joke they got you their south carolina chapel hill charlotte's gonna be a cakewalk but then they go to coastal and then they have to get their knees cut every play um when they go to west point and play army uh two weeks after that app state like at the rock these guys have a tough schedule. I would probably take under on that number. Um, but if they have injuries early, they're done. That number smoked. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. And, and, uh, injuries will smoke anyone there. Uh, and what's up with uh, UNC playing, you know, two, two, two Sunbelt schools? They got, they're playing App and Georgia State this year. Yeah, why are they going to Georgia State? No, no, no. Georgia – oh, yeah, yeah, they're going at Georgia State and at yeah. App this year. <laughs> Yeah, well, I went to Chapel Hill and beat them a couple of years back. They went and got the check and got the W. That's yeah. a good thing to see. But yeah, so I, I think over on there, I, just with their returning offense and when when he when uh, the, that quarterback took over, he re, I mean, he really changed that offense and changed that whole team around, and they're basically returning everyone there. Uh, so, yeah, over that for sure. I think that schedule's too hard. Okay. Yeah, All right, where do you guys want me to go next? Uh, uh, take, take us to Boone. Take us to Boone. Good transition there. All right. Yeah, Boone. We all know uh, Chase Bryce, the former Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is back up. Uh, then he went to Duke, stunk it up there, transferred to App. 
found his groove last year. I mean, he tore it up. Like he had a great stats last year. Uh, they have an, an excellent uh, running back combination. Nate Noel, Cameron Peoples. Those, those guys combined for 2,052 yards and 18 touchdowns. I mean, that is one of the best one-two punches in college football right there. But, but their wide receivers, they basically lost everyone. Uh, so I think the wide receivers they had, that senior core, was what kind of propelled Chase Bryce to be so good. Uh, you know, because he, like I said, he, he, he had to leave Clemson. He had to leave Duke. So I think the, the talent around him is what really kind of, you know, kept him uh, doing well to last year for App. Uh, their tarp is minus two. Uh, so negative two, they lost a lot. And the majority of that, because we already talked about what's returning offense, they've got a, a tarp of three on offense. It's negative five on defense. They lost a lot on defense, and that's going to be what's going to really hurt them. Uh, they lost five of their top seven tacklers. Uh, they lost three of the four secondary starters. So I think the defense is going to take a big step down, and the app – the App State, you know, fans, they're, they're, they're thinking their quarterback's back, their two stud running backs back, their four O-line starters are back. You got to play defense too. And they lost a lot on that. Their over-under is five, or their over-under is 8.5. I'm going under 8.5. I, I can't see them, especially with that trip to Texas A&M. Uh, they, they've, got a, they've got a tough uh, sunbelt schedule at Coastal, at Marshall, at Georgia Southern. That's their rival. Uh, so I just – I, I cannot see them getting to nine wins. There's no way, no how. Agreed. I, I see eight, possibly. Yeah, I don't see it with that schedule, with their tarp being so bad. Yeah. Quick, tarp, how low can you go? How high can you go on tarp? It's it's like a, a, a seven. Like, if you have a returning of seven, that's basically one of the best. Okay. If you have a negative seven, that's the worst. Okay. Um, and so what you'll do is – you know, you'll have if your offense is a seven, but your defense is a negative seven, your net tarp is zero. Oh, okay. So yeah, That's when you hear me say net tarp, it's it's kind of combining the two, but their their defense is you know negative five. Yeah, so very bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, due to time constraints, give us Marshall and then we have to jump into locks. Okay. What about coastal, man? You don't want you you only do coastal? No time for it. No time. Okay. You got a softball game to get to. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Yep. So, uh, Marshall, some kind of news out of Marshall. Uh, Rasheen Ali, you know, my guy, uh, you know, big, big supporter of him. Um, he is out uh, indefinitely for some personal issues. I uh, just want to say, you know, if he's out there listening, hey, man, you take care of your family matters. If you can come back, we'll be welcome with open arms. If not, we do have a pretty good backup there with uh, Kalan LeBourne. I don't know if I, I haven't said his name before, but he's a former five-star running back from Florida State transfer. Uh, no. So that is good to have him in the stable there. Glad we got him as a, tra uh, a portal transfer there. We have a Henry Columbia. That is our quarterback transfer from Texas Tech. Don't really know much about him. Marshall lost a lot of their offensive line. Uh, they had a bunch of – you know, like five-year starters, like not a misprint, not a misspeaking there. They had like five-year starters with the COVID that left. So that's going to be – the focus has been on that quarterback transfer, but it's the offensive line that is going to be interesting. I have faith that they recruited good there. They got some transfers in there, but it's, you know, it's, it's always weird to see, like, what are you going to 
what are you going to have with an offensive line? Because it's hard to see that in practice. You really just need game film, and we don't have much knowledge on that. The cool thing in here, and Brett, you'll like this. We got a new offensive coordinator this year. Uh, your boy, Clint Trickett. Does that name sound familiar to you? <laughs> it does. Former Mountaineer quarterback in Florida State. Quarterback. Yeah. yeah, that's our offensive coordinator. Now he's taking over the reins there. So I know with his expert knowledge that he got at WVU that he is going to propel Marshall's yeah, offense yeah. to some of the best in the country. And, and you can't disagree being a WVU fan. So I know you're with me on that. Uh, <laughs> he, he just He's starting there. He's going to get his – Get his experience, and then he'll probably come and be offensive coordinator at West Virginia. <laughs> Marshall's defense, we got Eli Neal coming back, great great linebacker there. We got um, uh, Stephen Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore's younger brother, lockdown defense. Defense is great. Our uh, tarp is two on defense, one on offense, overall three tarp, over under a seven. The, the reason I think Marshall's going to go over seven is because we have all the uh, heavyweights coming to Huntington. Uh, Coastal's coming to Huntington. App's coming to Huntington. Louisiana's coming to Huntington. Uh, so all the big Sun Belt heavyweights are coming to us, and um, I think that'll. I think we'll get over seven. I'm, I'm seeing nine wins. Get, all right, quick question: How Jesus. we know we know Grant Wells struggled a lot last year towards at some point. Are you sad to see him go? Or are you are you ready for something new? Grant Wells is an incredible warm weather quarterback. He's so good at the beginning of the year; he lights it up. But when the temperature starts dropping the ball starts dropping to the defensive hands. Like he, so you'll, you'll see him start off really good over there at Virginia Tech. And I, I don't want to hate too much on a, a fellow West Virginian, but he, you know, as the weather got cold, he got, he got really jittery, you know? So he's, he's, he did not end seasons well at Marshall. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, I think Henry Columbia is a good pickup. I mean, the freak, he played West Virginia a couple of times. It made it look like a freaking Heisman every single time he, he played us, so I think a lot I of quarterbacks have. did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, he came in one game, the guy got hurt or whatever, and he threw for about 300 yards on us. So, I mean, he's he's mobile too. So, I think I think that that might be a little upgrade for you guys, to be honest. We'll see. Quick hitters: Coastal over 7.5, Old Dominion under 4.5. And Troy and South Alabama, they're both overs as well in the Sun Belt West. Wish I could talk a little bit about them, but time constraints. Troy, we have Jared Dagey just transferred there. Former. Tro Troy moved from the vastly superior Sun Belt East to the Sun Belt West. So I think that's going to, I mean, their over under is, I uh, did not write it down, but it, I think, it, oh, it's 6.5. They're going to go over. They might win the Sun Belt West. South Alabama could win at some point. Sun Belt West at 5.5. Uh, Louisiana is the defending champion, but they lost their coach and a lot of players. So I think someone new emerges from that side. Of the wait, conference. wait, wait. Daggy already left Western Kentucky? He didn't win a starting job. <laughs> <laughs> so he, oh didn't my have, God. he didn't have anywhere to go. So he ended up at Troy. And I'll, I'll be honest, I don't even think – I don't know if he'll be the – I don't think he'll be the starting quarterback there coming in so late. So – he better hope that the quarterback, whoever the quarterback is there, struggled. Yeah, j just let you know, that's former West Virginia quarterback, two-year starter. Can't even win the job at Western Kentucky, and then he has to go to Troy where he's still not going to be the starter. It's not even like Bailey Zappi's still at Western Kentucky. I know. And, hey, we freaking won six games with the guy both years. That's what I'm saying. 
Dude, well, hey, let's go ahead and hop into it. It's football. Let's give the people what they came for. Brett, you uh, you beat me last season. You were the locks champion, so I won season one. Brett won season two, so hopefully we can alternate again this year and I can come out on top. I believe um, after week zero last year, I was 2-0, and and I think Brett was 1-1, one and one. so pretty good consensus last year for week zero. Um, you might want to follow us wherever we go. Um, if you've followed us for a while. You know how Chase usually performs when he gets on this show. Follow him at your own risk. Not going to put my man down, but I'm just stating facts. I did great last year. On the conference championship week, I, I won like 400% more than I did the previous year. I'm on my way up. <laughs> well, the, the previous two. <laughs> hey, oh. that's it. That's it. We're running out of time. Let's get these picks now. <laughs> okay. All right, Brett, start us off. Take us wherever you want to go. Board's open. We're going to go to Dublin, Ireland. The Um, interesting matchup: Nebraska at or Nebraska versus Northwestern. This is North, Northwestern team we talked about in our um, Big Ten. They're supposed to be awful this year. So Nebraska here is favored by thirteen and a half. I I think getting rid of Martinez, Scott Frost has to win this year, or else. Of course, I guess we've been saying that the past two years, but I think he really has to win this year. You got a quarterback transfer from Texas, Casey Thompson, who I think is a solid upgrade over Martinez. Give me Nebraska to cover the 13 and a half in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, I got to play on that too, if you want me to go. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so I think what, what Nebraska's record was uh, three and nine last year. Was that, was that yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, so like seven of those nine losses were by like a touchdown or less. So like they were really, they played a lot of teams really close. Uh, and that that kind of stat, you know, that's that doesn't stay the same from year to year. Those one score contests, you know, it's usually kind of averages out. Uh, so I, I, I'm definitely thinking Nebraska is going to have more of a comeback here. I listened to y'all's uh, when you were talking about the uh, the Big Ten there. I, I think Nebraska's definitely over their win total this year, and I definitely think they're um, going to cover this spread against Northwestern. All right. I also have a play on that game, but I told you, uh, pretty sure it was week one when we did the Big Ten win total. I'm taking the under in that game. Um, this under's definitely fluctuated a lot, even today. Opened up at 54 and a half. Um, at one point today, I saw it get down to 49 and a half points, and I was probably going to stay away. It's back up to 50 and a half at most places. So I will take under 50 and a hook. I think Nebraska is going to put up anywhere from 20 to 30, 25 to 32 points. Roughly, I don't see Northwestern doing a lot. Northwestern's offense has always been pretty bad. If they're ever going to win a game, it's going to be because of their defense. So if their defense does decide to travel across the pond to Dublin, I got that in my back pocket. Um, like with the under, if they decide to come play, if they don't, I don't think their offense is going to produce a lot. So I know I'm losing about four whole points in value just because of the weight that we had to have. But other than that, I'm still confident. Give me the under. Too many daggone points. All right, um, Chase, you go next. Well, I've the only other one, unless you guys can kind of do convince. You, talk do you to have me. one more? I yeah, have yeah. three more plays. <laughs> you have how many? You, you wanted to speed him up so you could talk about your week zero plays. So, yeah, two, maybe one more. Two, maybe right. three. Yeah, I've just got one, and that's yeah. I just got one too. I, I've got one. If if it gets talked about, I'll and if and if you guys agree with what I'm thinking, I'll probably jump on. But um, yeah, go ahead, Marcus. Okay, I'll go. This line has moved a lot already, so let me do it before it moves up. Vandy, Hawaii opened up at four and a half points, now up to eight. 
give me the Commodores. Dude, I mean, I know it's Vanderbilt. I know. This is still SEC versus what conference is Hawaii in the Mountain West? Like, it's principal. SEC versus Mountain West, eight points, take it. Don't need a lot of explanation there. Just take it. Well, uh, I have a couple, I, you know, I, I'm not going to play uh, the the spread there, although I think you're wrong on there. I think that's a uh, – I think going, yeah. to, well, going to Hawaii, like that is – that's tough. Uh, and Vanderbilt's not good. So <laughs> I would not – I would not take that. Um, but I am taking the over-under on that game. I think it's 53 and a half when I looked at it last. If that, is that still correct? Uh, I see 53. I'll give you 53 and a half. Well, no, if, it, if it's at 53, I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going over, obviously. So I, I, I think there's going to be some, some good points. There's always a lot of points scored in those, you know, 1030 Eastern time Kauai games. I, t- I took Kauai in this one. I, I, we talked about this. I need Vanderbilt. I took their under on the year. It, this is one of the games I need them to lose. So I think hopefully they'll be at the Luau too late the night before, and maybe get a little too drunk or something like that. So give me a give me Hawaii. Whatever happens with all the rest of the games during the day, however my gambling goes, if I'm down a hundred dollars, if I'm up a hundred dollars, I'm gonna bet whatever I'm up or down on a parlay on Hawaii covering the eight point spread and the over. Uh, that that's what I'll be doing late night on Saturday. And I'm, I, the only I, thing that I, I love doing that with Hawaii games. Love it. <laughs> the only thing that worries me about Hawaii is we talked about this in the previous podcast is they had a little trouble last year. So June Jones is no longer there. So I'm a little concerned about what the state of the football team is right now, but um, <laughs> well, we hope they come out and play well. All right, um, so I will go again because I think I have one more after this play. I might get talked out of it. But um, UConn, they're traveling ac- across the country to the great state of Utah, playing Utah State. So this line opened at 25. At one point today, it got up to 28. Back down to 26 and a half. A lot's going on here. Um, I don't think UConn can cover anything under a 32 point spread so again kind of a principal play Utah State has a decent bit like coming back to them I think they'll be pretty fluent this season and again they're opening a team again they're opening their season against the worst team in college football and I, I really think it's hard to argue that maybe you can throw like one or two teams down there but it ain't many so I uh, give me Utah State to cover the 26 and a half points and that is also the piping hot pick of the week from not on Oak to barbecue stay smoking the barbecue boys are riding Utah State with me. So, um, yep, lay them 26 and a half. They'll cover. Yeah, I was going to ask. I figured that was your other pick if that you're you're just going to fade UConn all year. Um, in, di- in discussion of the worst teams in the F- and I-, I think they're I think they're going to be a little better this year. They got a, they got a new coach. Uh, so that, that might bring some more. They might they may be more competitive. Um, I think Old Dominion's one of the worst teams in all of, of football. I mean, you're you're hating on old I just yeah, I just don't I, I don't think they're any good. I think they were frauds last year, the most fraudulent team last year. He's very passionate about his uh his conference. All right, uh Brett, are you out? I'm out. You throw your next one out there. Chase, are you out? 
I'll jump on the Utah State uh, 26 and a half. Tight. All right, here's my last one, and hear me out. I still – I think I'm still going to take it. Florida State, Duquesne. Mike Norville <laughs> has – Mike Norville has a lot to prove. If there's any game this season where you're looking at just straight roster talent, regardless of what you've done in the past season, just straight roster talent, how you recruit, the guys that you get versus who you're going up against, none of us know anything about Duquesne. The over-under to this game is 56. <laughs> I think Florida State's going to score over 50, so I should be taking the over. The only thing is, I don't know if Duquesne's going to find the end zone. Dude, it's just athletes. Like, Duquesne does not have the caliber. This is like when I was back in high school. This is like Middle Creek playing Green Hope. Like, a a school that didn't win for, like, six consecutive years did not win a varsity football game. Dude, it's just athletes. Maybe Duquesne has some athletes. Opened up at 34-and-a-half, shot up to 39-and-a-half. I'm going to lay it. Florida State, go out there, throw up 50, and just hold them to a touchdown, maybe a late kick. If I get backdoored, I'm not going to be bad because I know I lost five points of value, but I'm laying it with the Knowles. Mike Norville has to come out and do this one for the boosters. That's gutsy. I mean, that one could go either way right there. When I look at this, I think Florida State has a better chance of covering – 39 and a half against Duquesne, then Chapel Hill has a better chance of covering 34 and a half against FAMU. Like I know Drake May is supposed to be like this great thing, but Jordan Travis, he's steady quarterback, can play some pretty good football, and he has athletes everywhere down there in Tallahassee. Well, I wish you luck on that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know anything about Duquesne, so I'm just not going. To. Dude, honestly, I think I'm gonna add one more here. I need to look it up. I, I so the one I was wavering on was the uh, Illinois Wyoming game. Yeah, I was thinking about that too because Wyoming's pr- supposed to be pretty bad this year, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but the the reason I wanted to is like they the the, the last six games are five and one getting the over. Uh, and I think Illinois is, is, is going to score a lot of points, and I think they're going to get – I think they're over under 44 uh, from what I last saw. So, I, if, if one of y'all talked me into it, I probably would have jumped on the over. Can anyone help me find the Florida State first half line against Duquesne? <laughs> I – they're uh noon five o'clock five sorry i can talk about coastal while you're looking that up if you want (laughs) yeah yeah go go ahead and give us coastal and going to death into old dominion and uh jmu okay yeah so coastal everyone obviously two-time sunbelt player of the year grayson mccall's back Uh, i mean his stats are insane uh, that 200, 207.25 efficiency rating, 71 completion percentage, 5,386 yards, 54 TDs, and six, just six INTs. That is an incredible line. He's just an incredible Sunbelt athlete there. But uh, he's lost a lot of his receivers and tight ends. 161 catches, 2,648, and 24 touchdowns all gone from last year. So a lot of that re- new receiving core is going to – fall into the Georgia State transferred Sam 
Pickney. Uh, they're going to be great. They'll be fine with their two running backs. They don't usually run it that much, too. Their backs are back. Um, defense, but the defense, uh, this is where their tarp got hurt. They lost nine starters. Uh, but you know, one of their best freshmen, uh, Jay Stu, 12.5 sacks. He's back. The uh, Jordan Strong, he's back on defense. That's why I'm going over. They're over under 7.5. Uh, so even though their tarp is a combined negative 1.5, I still think Coastal is going to get over that 7.5. I think I think they're going to be apt to. So you know, I think I think it's going to be kind of a three-way race in the Sun Belt East with Marshall, Georgia State, and Coastal. Uh, yeah, that's 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 my uh, little spiel on Coastal. I just the the ODU. I just I, I don't I do not think they're going to be any good. I think that jump from conference USA to Sunbelt is going to really affect ODU. Uh, I, I, they have a lot returning offense, but I wasn't that impressed by the offense last year. They have a seven tarp on offense, which is incredible, but only one on defense. So I think under 4.5 for them. Um, their fans are not going to get to do their beloved ice cream and cake preschool little dance they like to do that much this year. Hey, man, is there Saturday too? Yeah. <laughs> Every time we get into every time their fans get to arguments, they bring up their national championships at ODU. Uh, what they fail to mention is they've got a bunch of national championships. I don't, it's a ridiculous number, but 95% of their national sports titles are from sailing, which is not an NCAA sanctioned um, sport, if you want to call it a sport. Well, the NCAA stands for no clue at all. Yeah, but anyways, their sailing championships do not count. Uh, I mean, who you who you who you sailing against there? Uh, <laughs> Stay long, sailor. Yeah, so you sail on out of here. Okay, well, guys, I give up. I can't find a first half line anywhere. If the spread's thirty nine, I'm guessing it's going to be like 22, 22 and a half points. I'm not making up imaginary lines here. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you just want to take the spread right now without even knowing it, and then you can figure it out later? Yeah, you did that for Bama a couple times. Yeah, Bama first half on the list. Yeah, Bama first half the whole year last year. Yeah, okay. I'll try to look for it if I can't find it. I'm gonna need some some listener to find it or hold me accountable. And like, as soon as I I get it before kick, I'll text it to you guys, and that'll be played. All right. Ah, yeah. The listeners don't get to see our text either. Do it or don't. Come on. No, no. you're going to start off this year like strong? You're going to you going to start gambling? Are you no, are you no. just going to be if, if some listener that has my phone number finds a line and texts it to me, I will send it to you so you know the play. Okay. Or if somebody in the chat room can help me out. That that'd be really nice. <laughs> first so Florida State first half spread. All right, cool. Dang. Dude, I must be really excited. I had two plays last year. I have five. Just more games to lose. Yeah, I'm just I think we're all happy to have college football back. It's a, it's a, a little little appetizer this weekend, and then we're jumping to the real stuff Labor Day weekend. Heck yeah, heck yeah, let's get after it, boys. All right, let's recap. Let's start off with our sponsors, and thank you, Nolan Coastal Barbecue. They are rocking with Utah State, laying twenty six and a half points, and then we will go to our guest Chase. Chase is on Nebraska, laying thirteen and a hook. Vandy, Hawaii, over 53, not 53 and a half, 53. Utah State laying the points, 26 and a half. Brett, the winner of last year on the Huskers, 13 and a half point favorite. And also he's taking Hawaii to cover the plus eight against the Commodores when they go to the island. 
Marcus, me, my card, Utah State <laughs> minus 26 and a half. I'm going to be minus eight. Nebraska Northwestern under 50 and a hook. Too many daggone points. Florida State laying 39 and a half against Duquesne. And then Florida State first half. We'll we'll give you the number. I'm it's gonna be somewhere in the 20s, I'm guessing. All right. So thank you, Chase, for giving us the, the group of five recap for the teams that you adore or the teams that you think are not going to be very good this year. Thank you, Brett, as always, for hopping on. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully I can take the title belt. I know you're trying to retain it, but you know, that, that's why we play week to week, baby. Looking forward to it. Ready to have some college football back, even though. Like Chase said, the big week is next weekend. This, this, is, this is a little appetizer. Yeah, it's a little teaser. Yeah, it's a little tease. Uh, great great to be back on here, guys. Great to talk some college football. Uh, I guess I'll see you guys in uh, December for the conference championships. Yeah, no, sounds awesome. Uh, everybody, when you wake up Saturday morning, go ahead to ESPN and watch some college game day because we back. We back, baby. Exactly. Back better than ever. Enjoy the games and good luck in softball, Marcus. Thanks, good man. Good championship of your own. Yeah, I'll, I'll text you and let you know what happens. All right, sounds good. Bring back right, the bell. Bye. See ya. Bye. See you guys.